some dope thought-provoking content as Letitia unpacks and breaks down some of today's hottest intriguing and most salacious topics in and out of the headlines while she teaches you how to transform and take your life to the next level to live your best life authentically and out loud She's fine, and her virtual couch is oh so comfortable, y'all. Now, let's get enlightened, empowered, and inspired with our West Coast beauty, Letitia. On Letitia's virtual couch. Now, have a seat, get cozy, and let's listen in. shared on Letitia's virtual couch is for informational and educational purposes only. If you find yourself becoming triggered from any segment of this episode, please refrain from listening. If you are experiencing a psychiatric emergency, please dial 911 or report to your nearest emergency room. Remember, Information shared on this platform is not to replace therapeutic intervention. Thank you. So let me let you in on a little secret. Some people really don't know the benefits of therapy. And I will say this, a lot of people are afraid of it because therapy is still a phenomenon, especially in specific cultures, that is still taboo. But I'm trying to do what I need to do, at least in the Black community. And I'm not just going to even say the Black community. I would say in all communities because it's very important. But I say the Black community a lot of the times because I'm a Black woman. And it is historically taboo, has been historically taboo in the Black community. But I want to let you know, yes, therapy is a form of ventilation. And let me go into detail about that. Ventilation is basically um, a mode of venting. And in this episode, I want to dedicate it towards showing you other ways besides therapy um, that you can vent your feelings because studies show that venting your feelings is very healing. And the reason why I'm doing this is because therapy is not going to be a good um, mode of healing for everyone, right? I will say that I do encourage everyone to at least try it at least once. 
But just like with everything else, everything is not for everybody, right? And so with that said, because we're different people, we're different, you know, from different backgrounds, different experiences, and different likes and different dislikes. I want to um, expand your mind and uh, kind of sort of look at other ways where you can vent and heal because at the end of the day, it's all about healing for me. No matter how you do it, uh, uh, well, I'm not going to say no matter how you do it because it is important, right? (laughs) I don't want you doing anything that is dangerous, illegal, and all that good stuff, but things that are healthy, uh, and I know you um, have heard me in various episodes um, regarding my self-care series, I'll say, different ways that you can heal, right? Whether it's music, whether it's running, whether it's how you're eating, there are very various ways where we can heal. So in this episode, I want to talk about venting and ways that you can vent um, outside of therapy that can take your life to the next level. Okay, so stay tuned for more. If you or someone you love are having thoughts of committing suicide, please call the National Suicide Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or call 1-800-273-TALK. You are not alone. Okay, get back into your comfortable spot and get cozy to hear some more of our girl Letitia's Dope Jams. Now, let's listen in. Healthy venting versus emotional dumping. Life is tough, and in some situations, it gets overwhelming. We tend to find ourselves emotionally drained and suffocated. Such suffocation leads to letting go of some things bugging us and breathing. As social beings, we often do that with people. It might be a friend, nuclear or extended family member, we'd go to them to pour out our frustration. As kids, we often do this with older people who we respect and will often give us direction. But as we grow, we tend to do this with our friends and people that are likely our age. In some scenarios, we tend to forget that just like we have this need as a social brain to pour out our frustrations to someone, to listen or guide us, that person we are doing that with needs it too. Hence, it goes vice versa. This mostly happens when a child is trained to only talk about their issue to their parents. Without their parents venting their problems back to their kids, when they are old enough to understand life, they will learn to vent issues healthy rather than dumping their emotions on people. To help those caught in such a scenario, we will discuss the difference between emotional dumping and healthy venting. Emotional dumping. As I mentioned previously, emotional dumping involves unconsciously sharing your distress and emotions with people inappropriately with hopes of repeatedly receiving a similar empathetic response. 
Most times, the person you are dumping this on might have problems more overwhelming than yours, but because you hardly hear them out, you won't know. Hence, they will start desisting from any form of contact with you. Even your closest family member can avoid you because of this, cause apart from the bugging, they feel you are selfish and blind to their needs. So they will go ahead to find someone they can get a healthy emotional venting with. Healthy venting. To some extent, this involves dumping emotions, but it's done mutually. It's a symbiotic relationship where both partners share their troubles and seek solutions. Unlike the partners of emotional dumbing, these partners will always want to have each other. Even when tough situations spring up between them, they will work together and settle them. Emotional dumping vs healthy venting. People who dump their emotions on people don't check on those they dump their frustrations on while in healthy venting, it's more like a must-do. While emotionally dumping your stress, their partner is waiting for their turn to talk, and they tend never to get it. Thereby to a point, they are not listening. But in healthy venting, they listen. They pay attention to each other and help in whatever way they can. Suppose the partners are in a relationship. The relationship of partners that emotionally dump their feelings on one another will be relatively toxic, narcissistic, or one-sided. But in healthy venting, the empathy will flow both ways, their love will be visible and authentic. Life stressors are inevitable and venting is essential to our overall physical, mental and spiritual well-being. Venting is the release of negative pent up emotions that can actually feel good. But is it actually good for you or does it do more harm than good? Um, and does it allow one to dwell on negative thoughts and feelings? Now, experts say that depend on a number of factors, including who's on the receiving end of a venting session, how often a person does it and what type of feedback they receive is depending on if it's negative or not. It is very important that we have an outlet to get our negative emotions out, says Rachel Milstein, a staff psychologist in the behavioral medicine program at the Lifestyle Medicine Clinic at Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston. But the way we do it is very important because an outlet ain't <laughs> always positive, right? And I know that's some poor addiction, but I did that on purpose. It's not always positive and it's not always healthy and productive. Now, calling a friend and letting it out can be helpful. It helps us feel connected to our social support networks, which is a big determinant of life satisfaction. And it's very important that we choose our audience very wisely. Speaking to someone who is supportive of our feelings can be very helpful, even if that person offers a different perspective, she said. But venting to someone who is dismissive of your feelings can be detrimental. Now, have you ever had someone who you were talking to and you knew they wasn't listening? And especially when you're the one that always listens. Now, I will say I've had it before, but because I choose my circle very wisely, I have awesome friends. So I will definitely say I, do, I don't have that in my life. And I will say it later and I will go on to detail about this later. You shouldn't vent to everyone, but again, I'll go into detail about that later. Now, this was said by Jonathan Stafford, like, 
a person who's dismissive, it can actually do more harm than good. And he's an associate professor of clinical health psychology at the University of Colorado in Denver. It's invalidating to share and get no response from the other person. It might make you feel like you don't have worth or not lovable. See? So it can be very damaging. So please pick your people (laughs) very wisely. Venting also can be counterproductive if the listener amplifies negative feelings and the conversation spirals. Now, what does this look like? If you, say for instance, had um, a venting session with your friend about a relationship and say the person does offer a different perspective because it's nothing wrong with a different perspective, but they are just really negative and they invalidate your feelings. That can do a lot of harm, right? So then you can pull each other down. This is why it's very important. Again, who we vent to. Now, let me add another important caveat. When we get married, this person... A lot of people don't say this in the beginning when all the butterflies are happening, right? This person would be listening to a lot of our stuff and vice versa. But make sure, I can't stress this enough, make sure you have someone who actually listens and offer great feedback. Someone who that you can be nurturing with, of course, but also receive the same nurturing in return. See, relationships is more than the physical aspect. And all of the many pleasantries that we have come to know, aka sex, right? (laughs) It's having a true confidant who we can be our most naked and vulnerable selves with. So with that said, another negative consequence could be if the listener gets tired of listening. And again, because I also wanted to add this caveat, your relationship your confidant, your significant other, your boo, your husband, your wife isn't your therapist, okay? They are not your therapist. Um, so I will say this, and it's not fair to continue to dump on your significant other because they don't want to hear that stuff all the time either. So if it's something that you just definitely need to just, if it's always a thing, seek therapy, okay? It doesn't hurt. It's okay. And it doesn't make you crazy. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Seeking someone who you can talk to that is unbiased and that can give you just unbiased feedback is so beneficial. And you know that your information is not going anywhere. Okay. Now, if you vent over and over again and this person might not want you to be present, this can fracture a relationship. Well, let me go back. Not want you to be present, but if they're not present, so I want to correct that. It can fracture a connection, a relationship. There is nothing worse than a horrible listener as a friend or a partner, especially if you are a great listener, okay? That's almost like, and I know this has nothing to do with that, but have you ever, like, you take great pictures of people and then when you give the camera to someone else, they take a horrible picture, (laughs) I like reciprocity in every aspect of my life, okay? Because I know I'm a great listener. I know I'm a great lover. I know I bring joy to people. And I'm not saying that everyone is always 100% going to do this because we have to give people slack. But what you're dishing out, you should be able to receive from the people that you love and that you show love to, okay? So... With that said, let's take a short little breather. I know that was a lot. And let's return with more about venting. So please stay tuned.
Hey, this is your girl Letitia coming to you from the virtual couch. I want to take a little bit of your time today to discuss how to find the right therapist. Now, like with anything, your hairstylist, your gardener, your medical doctor, it may take a few tries before you find the right fit. Finding the right therapist is no different. So stay the course and don't give up. Also, I want to empower you to ask questions. Do not feel like you're being intrusive by asking questions because guess what? This is the person that's gonna lead you and guide you towards your healing. And this is a very important partnership. So I will say this even as a therapist myself, if a therapist becomes offended by any questions that you may have, just like with any other individual that I discussed before, like your doctor, your gardener, whoever, someone you know working on your home, if they become offended, you're probably not gonna hire them, right? Exactly. Your therapist is no different. So don't feel offended. Don't be offended by the degrees and the licenses. And yes, all those hard things we worked for, but we're here for you. And so it is your right to ask every question you need to ask to make sure it is the right fit for you. And again, it may take a few tries. And again, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person or that therapist is a bad person either. It just means that, you know what, they may not be the right person to guide you on your journey. Um, so I wanna leave you with a, free, a few resources. Uh, psychologytoday.com is a resource where you can view various therapists and you can even input your area by your zip code, your city and your state to find the therapist nearest you. You can also go to therapyforblackgirls.com and therapyforblackmen.org. Please seek these resources out. They are awesome. There are some wonderful, very experienced therapists on these sites, some of which are my beautiful colleagues, and I know the hard work that they do, and they are waiting to hear from you. Okay, so I'm not gonna take any more of your time because I know you can't rush to, can't wait to get to that computer, right? And search out that therapist. So I'm not going to say anything further. If you want to tell me about your experience, I would love to hear about it. Please email me at virtualcouchpodcast1 at gmail.com and happy hunting. Take care. As I stated before the break, major stressors should be addressed by a professional therapist, okay? So do not, I repeat, do not bombard your friends and significant others with your emotional trauma. Again, it is okay to confide in your significant other and your friends for things that are minor, but you do not know what they could be actually going through themselves silently. That's the only reason why I'm stating that, okay? Now, venting without an audience. Yes, it's a such thing as venting without an audience. If speaking feelings aloud to someone else feels unsafe, Another alternative is to write them down. Yes, studies have found numerous health benefits to expressive writing, the practice of writing feelings down on a daily basis. It has been shown to aid in healing from traumatic experiences and to help lower 
blood pressure, boost the immune system, improve sleep, and lessen depression and pain. Now, the form of expressive writing can be in the form of journaling, of writing books. I'm a writer. I love to write. Poetry, as well as writing music, which is also a form of poetic expression. These are all healthy ways to vent through the art of writing, okay? Whilst these are healthy, dumping on social... Okay, well, let me go back. Let me back up. Aside from this, you do not want to do... Oh, okay. Dump. (laughs) And I know with social media, it seems like it is a form of expression. And yes, you can express yourself, but do not dump. I see a lot of people dump on social media and I call it bleeding on others. Um, Yeah. So for the most part, um, and the reason why it can be unhealthy for several reasons for yourself, because you don't know these people, right? And these people are not invested in your mental health. They're not invested in you, period. They may like, they may follow, but you don't know these people. They're not your friends. Okay. And This is another thing. You may not know what you may be triggering in them. So it's not safe for them and it's not safe from you. So again, you can trigger others and cause harm to themselves. Um, Just for example, you open up your app and you expect to um, post or do whatever you do on social media and you see a trigger post that could conjure up some things that you thought that you were over with. Now, of course, we live in a free uh, country. <laughs> well, if you're in America, I should say, and that can be debated too, <laughs> to be honest with you. But we live in a society where we're able to express ourselves, right? So we think. Um, however, with everything, we have to use our judgment and we just have to be more responsible, okay? Because again, we can trigger others and cause harm to other people who are unsuspecting and uh, we can be, we can help them spiral out of control because we are dumping emotional things that should be dealt with with a therapist or at least in the comfort of your home and with people that know you personally, okay? So please stop dumping on social media, okay? Now, don't forget the positives, whether releasing feelings on paper or in person. Um, Schaefer, who's also in this article, suggests finding ways to focus on the positive as well as the negative. For example, uh, for example, ending a venting session with a focus on things for which the person is grateful can help restore positive feelings, he said, and canned mindfulness practices. And I've um, discussed mindfulness practices before and what that entails. It's basically, just to give you a little brief um, synopsis, is staying in the present because a lot of times what people do, especially if you dealt with trauma, you want to always remain in the past about things or always having anxiety about what's to come. So mindfulness activities keep us in the present, smelling the roses and enjoying the beauty, the beautiful things of life that are happening currently. Okay. So Make a plan for some type of relaxation, such as deep breathing or meditation, things of that sort to keep you in the presence. Now, cry 
enjoying, aside from writing, is also a way to vent. And I know your man out there may say, I don't cry. But that is one of the most unhealthy things, you know, ever. I did a poll recently and I asked men when the last time they cried. And several of them said that they don't know the last time they cried. What are you doing with all those bottled up emotions, fellas? You have to let it out. But of course, you have to let it out with people that you trust and that are not going to hold these things against you. And people that are not causing you to cry. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So yeah, okay. Exercise is also another way to relieve stress. And it's a, um, a good ventilation practice. It releases negative feelings. Milstein said, and don't forget that humor is also a really good coping strategy too, she said. Venting to a friend with a good sense of humor. (sighs) Yes, I can say that I am one of those friends. May be twice as helpful because sometimes other people can trust. I'm sorry. Sometimes other people can help us see the funny things of life. And if you can't see the funny, Ah, these are people I just don't want to be around. I love life. I just really, really do. And if you are always around people that are always griping and argumentative, these are people you need to stay away from. Because again, and I say this all the time, stress kills, drama kills. It will send you to an early grave, okay? Another thing, podcasting. I just thought about that. Podcasting is a way to vent Kind of without an audience, right? Because your audience, unless you're live, your audience is not really there in the presence, but it's a way that you can vent. So yes, so all my fellow podcasters out there, it is a good way to vent your emotions. But of course, again, like with other things, you have to be responsible and um podcast without bleeding on others, okay? So you may want to find a topic and um, a, a target topic and uh, vent that way. But of course, again, I can't stress this enough. You have to be responsible because you don't want to trigger other people. And you don't also you also don't want to trigger yourself. So you don't want to, um, I say, dive and delve into things that you thought that you may have been over and you probably could re-trigger yourself. So I forgot to say that before, but you can also not only trigger others, but you can also trigger yourself. Okay. So Let's take another break. I want to come back and discuss the health consequences of not venting your emotions. And yes, men, because women, we usually have a good way, um, a good practice of venting. You know, a lot of us do. Not all of us, but a lot of us do because women, we usually talk more, right? (laughs) And men don't because sometimes men think that venting and not talking about their, uh, well, talking about their feelings could be not macho, right? And so, man, get rid of that. It's okay to talk about your feelings. Again, you have to do it with people that you trust and people who are actually not triggering those negative emotions, okay? So when I come back, let's talk about the health consequences of not venting your emotions. So stay tuned. Let's get cozy and comfortable and get ready to hear some enlightening, empowering, and inspiring talk on the virtual couch from Letitia on Letitia's virtual couch. Hey, girl, let's go. 
So I wanted to expand before I go further about journaling, and I don't think I gave it a lot of justice because journaling is a great way to vent. It really is. And I didn't really want to minimize that and just skip over it, you know, rapidly. Journaling is a way for us to reflect on our thoughts and feelings. And, you know, um, in the past, it was only with a pen and paper. And thank God to technology, I was going to say technological advances, we are able to do it even on our phone, right? Because I know for me, I don't know about you, but my note section on my iPhone Oh my God, I have so many different notes and thoughts because when you are a creator as well, um, it doesn't always have to be journaling. Sometimes you can just vent out your feelings and uh, ideas, right? Brainstorming. So uh, yeah, so sometimes if you don't want to Uh, brainstorm with a friend, you can brainstorm with yourself because I do that a lot. I'm always in my head, right? And if you're an entrepreneur and if you are creative, I'm pretty sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're always thinking and creating and thinking about new ways of inventing and of course, like I said, creating. So studies show that journaling can reduce stress. And I think I said that before. It can help you problem solve in a healthy manner and improve your mental health. So write down what you feel during the day and uh, why you feel that way and ways that you can um, do something better. For instance, say, for instance, you had a bad day and you don't like the way you responded to something. I know I've been there like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have responded that way. I shouldn't have did that. Instead of talking to a friend or, for instance, if you're in therapy, talking to your therapist, you may want to write those things down. And that's healthy. And again, this is not dumping on social media. okay? because, of course, you know, like I said before, people on social media, they don't know you. You may think it's safe, but it's not. It really isn't safe. And if you know anything about our digital footprint, they follow us, <laughs> whether you know it or not. Have you seen those stories where people had tweeted something years ago and then they ran for office or something or they become a, a big time movie star um, or R&B singer or, you know, anything, you know, in the in the public eye? Just say that it came back to haunt them. <laughs> So that's what I'm saying. Please try not to dump on social media. Okay. And you don't need to write things down every day. Perhaps you can open your journal and let the emotions out, um, you know, here or there. And you can do it anywhere. Okay. And, and guess what? No one is there to judge you. And that's the good thing about therapy as well, because as therapists, we can't judge you. We're only giving you feedback, but you are the one that's in the driving seat. You know what I tell my clients all the time? I said, because I love using car analogies, just think about us in a car. You're the driver, I'm in the passenger seat, and I'm holding the map. That's all I'm doing. But you're the one that's ahead. Um, You know, you're the one that's the leader that's driving this car, driving this vehicle. Now, if I see you trying to drive off the cliff, of course, I'm going to step in. And I may take over the wheel a little bit, but not so much. You're still driving, okay? And that should be with any relationship, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, you should have someone who is leading in one aspect of that of that relationship. But in therapy, you, the client, you are the one that is driving. I'm just providing you with the tools and the map to get to your destination. And that is it. Now, again, journaling has great benefits, many benefits. It can help you identify your fears, prioritize your problems, and track triggering symptoms of bottled up and harbored 
up emotions. Writing in a journal and reading it in the future is like talking to yourself. So you get to understand yourself more. See why it's so good? Now, the reason why I wanted to go over that before speaking on the physical aspects, because there are some physical aspects and ramifications and consequences, negative that is, of harboring emotions in and not letting them out. Bottled up emotions can be expressed in a healthy manner through, again, exercise and other physical activities. Me, I love to run. And I'm pretty sure if you're a runner, you heard of runner's high. It's just this feeling like you just, oh my God, I can't explain it. It's great, right? Now, all the bad emotions can make you feel overwhelmed when you keep them bottled in. But when you take care of your physical health through exercise, you are able to release those pent up emotions in a healthy way. In addition, after exercise, your body produces, and I think you've heard me say this before, happy hormones called endorphins. I love endorphins. Our body naturally produces these things when we get moving. Now, this makes you feel better, help you avoid depression and anxiety, and attain a positive body image at the same time because you're shedding those pounds too, right? And becoming physically and mentally stronger. When you start to take care of your body, taking care of your mental health always and also follows, okay? Research shows this kind of stress can raise the risk for cardiovascular disease. Yeah, it can be damaging to your heart. Whereas releasing or managing stress can improve one's mental and physical health. Having a strong support system, yes, having a strong support system has been linked to better psychological health. So, yes, having someone that you can vent to um, is also great. Remember I said venting to people, you know, and they have to be safe. <laughs> so make sure your network are is full of safe people that you can vent to from time to time. Now, some of the other health consequences of not venting includes high blood pressure. And so we don't want those things too. Okay. High blood pressure that can lead to strokes and heart trouble, right? And ultimately death. Bottling up negative emotions like anxiety and anger can disrupt the normal function of your stress hormone called cortisol. And that's a bad thing. That's really a stress hormone that the more it increases in our body, the more damaging it can become to our arteries and all of that stuff. And we don't want that, right? This results in lower, um, lowered immune functioning and increased risk for de um, developing a chronic illness. Not expressing your emotions is also a gateway to develop mental health conditions, as I stated before. And some of the other things that can ensue, back pains, changing your appetite, chest pains, constipation or diarrhea, um, extreme tiredness, general aches and pains, headaches, of course, again, high blood pressure, insomnia, yes, trouble sleeping, lightheadedness and dizziness, heart palpitations, and that's the feeling that you get when your heart is racing, even sexual problems, yes, it can, shortness of breath, stiff neck, sweating, upset stomach, weight gain, and weight loss. So whatever you do, people, make sure you have healthy people in your life and healthy modes of venting those negative emotions. And I'm saying you should 
at least try to do this daily because I'm pretty sure it's some things in your life that you can release on a daily basis. Even if it's just driving home from work in traffic, I'm one and I've gotten better. (laughs) I used to have the biggest road rage. Like I hate bad drivers, right? And uh, now it's just not safe to be, you know, hunking your horns at people and stuff. So you need to be able to release those things in healthy ways, people. Okay. (laughs) So with that said, I hope you are having a great day thus far. I hope you had a great to have a great tomorrow and a great future ahead and vent those nasty and negative emotions in healthy ways. Okay. So with that said, take care, people. Wasn't that show fire? I hope you enjoyed your time on the virtual couch with our girl Letitia on Letitia's virtual couch. You did that, Letitia. Letitia's virtual couch.